We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas, and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and a dark talk of looming conflict. Senator Rand we are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad are taking over. We have come to take our country back. He also worries that civil war could be on the way back. The coronavirus. There are fears a rapidly spreading virus has reached Australia. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then-cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Is over of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you in Oregon? From the country. Christmas Island today declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and... I see the headline before you. Dr. Doom predicts New York City destroyed by nukes. Storm. Nukes. Storm. In next 20 years. It's a weird place for a comma, but hey, I'm an illiterate dyslexic fuck. What do I know? Now, <clears throat> this man. Why is his name Dr. Doom? Well, he's an NYU economics professor. And he has that name because he predicted two major events. One. Early 2000s, he predicted the st- the house market crash in the 2000 and you know 2008 to 2012. He predicted that he pre- predicted the year, the amount of fallout, and the policies that would lead to it. Then, when he was during the pandemic, I talked about him briefly at this point too. It was uh, mid 2020 when we were starting to get the first wave of stimulus checks. And he predicted that if we continue to print money at this rate, that we will see massive inflation and that it would be on the way to either one president or two, depending on how elections go. And he was right about that, too, because now we commonly blame Joe Biden for inflation, but we forget that 80% of the money printed in 2020 to 2021 was actually printed under Donald Trump. That's 80%, and we've only continued to print out more and more and more and more money. It is actually the same. I'll throw some re-material into the description below for you. Now... 
there's only one outlet talking about this, but th- the idea of New York getting nuked is not a new thing. One, it's been a pop culture zeitgeist for a, for a for a long time, right? And anything about America getting nuked, it's always one of three places. It's either California, Washington D.C., or New York. Commonly, New York or Washington D.C., but California has been on the receiving end of that a few times. Quite frankly, California could break off into the fucking ocean in New York and get washed away by a fucking hurricane and DC could just vanish and I would not care. But that's beside the point. <clears throat> this man has predicted two major catastrophes that have befall this country and that earned him the nickname Doctor Doom. Now there's only one outlet talking about this. Right here. New York Post. An outlet that I have uh, you know on a scale of one to ten I'll give it a solid five point five five point eight. I don't mind it not my go-to person. I prefer the Washington Examiner as my own personal newspaper of, of reading, but that's just me. Now, New York, we'll watch this together after I get through the article. New York released an ad not too long ago all about how to survive a nuclear blast in New York. And now, this isn't how you survive a nuclear blast in New York. This is literally just... This is a PSA meant for everybody outside of the blast radius. We'll, we'll, we'll react to the video that happened. I'm sure most of you have already seen it. So, without any further ado, it is Monday, October 24th, 2022. God, I cannot believe the year is almost over already. We're less than two months. We're just a little over two months away from the end of this year. That means we survived two years of Biden together almost, everybody. Congratulations. Let's hop right on into the article, shall we? Over here at the New York Post with a right bias. I question that. Dr. Doom predicts New York City destroyed by nuke storms in the next 20 years. October 22nd. And this was recently updated. And this is by Eric Spitznagel. Moving on. Oh, wait. That's funny. Here's the ad. It's not what I pulled up, but We'll, we'll go from here. Noriel Rabini, a seriously, is seriously reconsidering whether he wants to continue living in New York. Mostly because, well, he wants to survive. On top of that, I mean, who can survive in that fucking economy? Quote, There's a scenario in which the next 12 months Russia uses tactical nuclear weapons against Ukraine... And they attack NATO. By the way, I like that NATO is starting to get called into more and more. And more and more, you're going to notice this. There's going to be a a soft shift. Because Zelensky's not really, you know, getting people's uh, affection anymore. I think a lot of people are slow to the pickup. But Zelensky's been a grifting POS this whole time. Now, I don't. I just don't see Russia. I see Russia possibly throwing some sort of tactical, small field tactical nuke into uh, into Ukraine. I could see that. I don't really take that thing seriously, but I, 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 I'm not ruling that out as a own possibility. I do not see a, a timeline in which America is struck by a nuke, at least not from Russia. While Joe Biden is not anyone to be taken seriously, the response from the military-industrial complex and the security state for America would most surely be severe. And I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't think someone like Putin, who has spent so much time with the KGB spying on America and his government, would think that that would just fly. I don't see that happening. 
<clears throat> but also, you would just move out of Florida, just get away from the fucking prices. I mean, that's why everybody, that's why the Florida, the, the New York exodus and uh, the Florida escape is such a thing right now. Anyway, uh, let's see. Start a. We started a conventional war with Russia. The first nuclear weapon is going to go to New York, said the 64-year-old NYU economics professor and CEO of Rubini Macro Associates. Quote, being in New York City is not safe. I mean, yeah, but besides that, I mean, fuck, we just had that video of that homeless piece of shit shoving that random stranger in front of that subway. You know, we have a video of a woman getting... Well, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, raped on a New York subway while people just act like it's normal and they don't react to it at all. New York has just not been a safe city for most of its existence, actually. It was originally, you know, a port city. It was sales and shit. And then migrants came, gangs came. Gangs in New York is a lot more biographical than you might give it credit for. On top of all of that... New York has either been ruled by corrupt politicians like Tammany or Cuomo and so on. Anyone in between those two, I should say. Or de Blasio, that's another one. But pretty much anyone between Tammany and de Blasio, you know, that's about 200 years of just corrupt New York. On top of that, again, it's always been expensive, it's always been violent, and there's been robbery, assaults, and deaths in the streets of New York its whole, its whole life. Like... You look at New York, it's depicted in two ways. One, it's like a bastion of hopefulness. Or two, it's a gritty slum. And that's because New York is very genuinely both. Or it used to be very genuinely both. And now it's really just outnumbered by its complete shit show. In fact, if you force me to live in New York, I would rather live in... If I could pick where I had to live in New York, my ass is picking Oniontown in Dutchess County. Why? No one's fucking with them. They're crazy armed rednecks who live in the woods by themselves. If anything, I walk up wearing a MAGA hat, they might welcome me in. Ugh, I hate New York. Even if Manhattan manages to avoid a nuclear annihilation, there's still a possibility that natural disasters like Hurricane Sandy that flooded New York in 2012, but much, much worse, Rubini told The Post, in the next 20 years, most of downtown New York is going to be underwater. Oh, let me guess. But my climate change, right? But my climate change. The end of the world. Oh, no. Right? I'm just going to guess it. This is going to turn to a little bit of a climate change cope thing, isn't it? A recent $52 billion proposal from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, which promises to build sea barriers to protect the city from another storm surge, are impractical, he added, because, quote, who's going to pay for that? They don't even know if it's going to work. It'll take 12, it'll take 25 years to build. And even if we save Manhattan, all the Jersey Shore and Long Island will be flooded because the water needs to go somewhere. Well, it's Jersey Shore. Who cares? And Long, and again, I mean, oh, well, Long Island's gone. Oof. You don't have to talk with Rubini for very long to realize why he earned the nickname Dr. Doom. A moniker that, along with his Page Six reputation for partying with models at hot tub sorrets, has always given him a sort of supervillain sheen. Yeah, sorry, my favorite MF Doom clone is actually, or sorry, my favorite Doctor Doom is actually MF Doom. This 
Party Boy Left as Elite doesn't quite do it for me. He first came to prominence 16 years ago, correctly predicting the collapse of the housing market and the emergence of the worldwide recession. Yep, yep. And now he's back with a new book, Mega Threats, 10 Dangerous Threads that, imperi- that Imperil Our Futures and How to Survive Them. Little Brown, which doubled... Why does it say that? Little Brown, which doubles down on his grim forecasts. Why are you calling him that? Or is it like Brown... I'm so confused as why Little Brown's there. But moving on. This time, Rubini sees global devastation everywhere from another financial crisis. A stagflation like a recession, but worse. Okay. Is coming before the end of 2022. It's already here, actually. And we will end, will be, quote, long and ugly, he said. And here we fucking go. The liberal elite doomer is about to go on about climate change, folks. And you know he was just cranking the yanking while he was doing it. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about everyone's favorite fear-mongering tactic used by people to drive down the price and stock value. Sorry, a real estate value of lakefront properties at beautiful, beautiful places like California, New York, and all along these places that have beautiful waterfront properties. You know that same waterfront property that is going to be underwater, and you know what was it going to be it's going to be underwater by 2000 by 2008 by 2015 by 2025 and now they're starting to say oh by 2030 also it's funny that everything is going 2030 when 2030 is literally the whole thing that china is working with right now oh we're gonna have the great chinese empire by 2030 and originally it was 2022 they already had the 2020 great economy and all that shit Ah, uh, fuck off. Look, you want me to take climate change seriously, you have to do three things. One, you have to completely quit buying and trading and selling lakefront property. You cannot sit here and tell and expect me to take you seriously if you're this fucking bougie clown. You're flying around on a gas-guzzling private jet to your private fucking island or to your lakefront property that you keep telling me is going to be underwater in random amount of years that never fucking happens. So those doomsday cultists who kept saying, oh, well, the end is 2000, oh, it's 2012, but the end never came, it just kept going. And then you just keep pushing the date back and finding an excuse to say why it didn't come. Here, I'll give you a news update. The polar ice caps are actually thickening up. We This is an unprecedented hike in fucking temperature. If you look at the global chart from beginning to end, you see these spikes. This is actually just kind of like a global seasonal thing. Second off, the whole global warming thing is a much newer fear-mongering tactic. The climate change thing is new, but the global warming is... From the late 50s all the way up to the early 90s, you want to know what it was? It was going to be a nuclear winter caused by cow fart and spray deodorant. I'm not fucking with you. Go ahead, look it up. That was the original climate change fear. That cow farts, methane gas, greenhouse gases, and spray deodorant were going to lead to a global nuclear winter. I'm not fucking kidding. It's so fucking stupid. And before that, it was a global plague caused by uh, uh, a thawing process that was going to lead to some sort of ancient fucking parasite 
sickness thing being released. There's always been a climate change fucking paranoia, but it's gone from being a global warming thing to a global cooling thing to a global warming thing. You want to know why? Because it goes from really hot for a few years to really cold for a few years. It's almost like it's a fucking cycle. Weird how that works. Also, polar bears can swim. There's a reason why you're seeing pigsley bears. You know what a pigsley bear is? It's a very angry, aggressive, hostile new version of a polar bear and a Russian black bear or a Russian grizzly bear because polar bears can fucking swim very well for a very long time. So the ones who, the very few that end up on these bits of floating continental ice that end up melting as it drifts away from its part of the world. Yeah, they swim to Russia and fuck other bears and make a new bear species. It's actually kind of cute. Right, right here. Here you go. The, what is it called? Pigsley? Pizzly? Yeah, a, a, a pizzly bear. It's a polar bear, brown bear hybrid. There you go. They're also excessively violent towards humans. And pretty much anything that has the misfortune of walking past these giant angry dogs, as far as I'm concerned. But let's get back to the actual article. But yeah, oh, my global warming. I saw that fucking clown shit coming. Let's go. <clears throat> see. This time, Rabani sees a global devastation everywhere. From another financial crisis to inflation or that. Uh, it's coming before 2022 and will be long and ugly, he said. Climate change, which Rubini calls slow motion train wreck. It's slow motion because it never seems to fucking happen. To another pandemic that'll make COVID's body count look quaint. Well, I'll tell you a secret. COVID's body count is already quite fucking quaint. Every, for the two and a half years we've had COVID, guess what? Less deaths than the flu. Except for in 2020, which the CDC openly admits, we didn't count flu this year. CDC also admits we killed, we counted a lot of people who died of the flu as a COVID death. And we'll do fuck all to change that. So, yeah, you're kind of a fucking tard. Sorry, you're a fucking tard, dude. I, I, you predicted two things right. I'll absolutely give you that. But then when you go, oh, it's climate change and global warming. Doc, I bet you own some private jets. All right. Remember all these climate change fucks are saying use one square of toilet paper to wipe your ass, two at most? Yeah, they're not doing that. Remember how they're telling you that you need to start eating bugs? I'm telling you right now, these celebrities that need bugs are not fucking eating bugs. They're laughing at you eating bugs. We found out that Dr. Fauci was making fun of masturbators the whole time. And you know what's funny? He still is. And they think he's a fucking god. It's hilarious. But, come on, man. The COVID death toll was already quaint. And I hate to tell you this, but there aren't humans dropping dead every day from fucking climate change. Please. Please find me them. And I swear to God, if I get some fucking BBC, CNN article, I'm going to headbutt my keyboard. Even with his reputation, he's done nothing but discourage the Dr. Doom moniker. It's still jarring uh, to hear Rabani talk, especially when he starts connecting the dots. Uh, yeah. As he contemplates whether to stay in New York where he resides in a 3,700-square-foot triplex in the East Village, he considers that, quote, a good 
a good third of the U of the U.S. won't be uh, habit uh, won't be habitable in the next twenty years because of climate change. You know what's funny? You know who says something similar? Al Gore in two thousand when he was running for president, and guess what? We're here over twenty years later. Oh, what's that? We're here over twenty years later. What is it with the number in twenty and you doomsday cult fags? I'm so fucking curious. I know. Oh, he said the F word. Oh, fuck you. What is so fucking fascinating about the, about, about the 20, right? It's like those dumbasses who, who subscribe to that whole fucking third, third turning shit. Oh, 80 years is a war, despite there being multiple wars that happen breaking that 80 year cycle. Like World War One and World War Two and Vietnam all happened in less than 80 years. It all happened in, like, what, 50? You had veterans fighting in all three for fuck's sake. Like, come on, dog. You had people who were 18 fighting in World War One, who fought in World War Two, and then were military police officers in Vietnam and Desert Storm. Like, dog, the 80 years thing is bullshit. It is definitively bullshit. I don't know why people like Tim Pool still pedal the fucking third turning shit. There's a lot of, like, cultural shit it gets right, but the fuck off of that whole 80 war in every 80 years, three generations. I don't buy it. <clears throat> and look at him. He's bougie as shit. You know how much a 3,000-square-foot apartment costs in New York? Thousands and thousands and thousands a month. <sighs> the national... The nation's coast, he said... Will soon be flooded. Oh, and I see a picture of Putin here. Let me guess. Inflation and nuclear war brought on by Putin. Right? I bet inflation is going to be linked to the war in Ukraine, despite inflation have been here for a whole year before that shit popped off. Let's find out. The nation's coast, he said, will soon be flooded. Florida's going to be underwater. All of it. Not just Miami. Most of the South will be too hot to live. First off, it's already too hot to fucking live. I don't know how people do it. Second off, again, Al Gore said Florida would be underwater in 20 years. In 2000. We're here 22 years later, and guess what? Florida's the one of the greatest states in this country right now. You get When you stick to the economics, this guy hits it out of the park. But when you get to the science, this guy puts on his fucking clown nose and starts dancing. What's his name? Randall Carlson? Don't tell this guy about Randall Carlson. It'll blow his fucking mind. Well, let me guess. Randall Carlson's not a fucking institute scientist, so he doesn't count. Despite him literally being a dude who just studies climate change for the last 30, what, 32 years? Right, 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 right. Actually, you're right. You're not joking. You are the joke, my friend. <clears throat> Let's see... Forcing me underwater, all of it, not just Miami, most of so most of the South will be too hot to live. You'll have a drought from Colorado to California. Well, California has a drought, but don't tell that to Governor Newsom, who has a whole fucking vineyard to water while he tells you to do water rationing. Uh, from Colorado to California, and wildfire f wildfires like crazy all over the West. Again, that is a yearly thing that happens anyway. And wildfires and forest fires in California have been things for hundreds and hundreds of fucking years. But go on, you self-important twat. 
Oh, I don't give a fuck about Canada. Um, wildfires like crazy in the West. We'll have a great migration to the Midwest into Canada. We'll have to take over Canada, literally. Now, I did say the other day that we sh- that I support a full-scale armed military invasion of Canada to liberate our neighbors to the north, and that they would greet us like li- and they would greet us as liberators. That is true. I, I genuinely think that if we did, because actually, fun fact, America on many multiple occasions has genuinely touted the idea of a full military, um, <laughs> full military, uh, what takeover is probably the only word that fits it of Canada, and we declassify them. It's like every couple of years, a new version of the plan to invade and take over Canada gets declassified. And knowing the way Pompeo sick little fucking war pig mind squeals, it's probably still in the works. I'm not against it. But we're not going to have to do any of that shit. We're not going to move into Canada and invade it and take over. This is the most retarded shit I've ever fucking read. Again, you get these smart liberal elites who are really good at one specified field. Like this guy's specialty is economics. But then when you get into the greater sphere like politics and science... He completely loses the fucking mark and devolves into nothing more than brain-dead dribble reciting MSN talking points. Like, that's just the default for these fuckers. It's like that video of that Asian guy when he's drunk, and he kisses that chick, and he eats a hamburger, and the friends are like, No, you're gay! Oh my god, you're vegan! And then he just screams at the end of the video. Yeah, it's because when you get to a certain point, home, you just revert to fucking default mode. And, uh, yet your default mode. Oh, well, the economy is absolutely fucked. I'm not going to say it's Biden's fault, but the economy is just fucked. And the fucking climate change. These icebergs are, are going to melt and flood the world. And everybody I'm getting my climate change information from flies a private jet that guzzles gas and, and fossil fuels and lives on, on lakefront property. Oh, fucking cunt. I really hate these people. With a fiery... Deep, seeded, fucking passion. I hate these people. Every one of them. As in invade Canada by military force? I'm not joking, says the fucking joker. Rabini insisted, quote, The Canadians are going to say no, but they don't have the army. They have the land and the water, but no army to defend it unless they unify with us. Everybody's going to... I I, I have to ask you something, you fucking retard. You do realize New York is close to Canada, right? Like, there is a bridge from New York into Canada, right? So if if New York gets nuked, part of Canada is getting irradiated, and then you're going to have... And let's say it's this fucked up nuclear war. You know, let's just stick to the climate change shit. You know, if it gets so hot the polar ice caps melt and everything floods, Canada's fucked too, right? That, that, like, 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 why do you think, if it gets so hot globally that all the ice melts, that means the whole world got so hot, a chunk of ice, multiple sizes of continents combined, melts, Right? 
you do realize you're going to be cooking wherever you are. It doesn't matter if you're in our fucking retard Karen neighbor to the north or the neighbor to the south who mows our lawns. You're going to be cooking alive either fucking way. It makes no goddamn serendipitous difference. I fail to understand what this is. This is literally just the I'm moving to Canada cope eight years after it was relevant. Seven years after it was relevant. I'm literally just looking out here and I see, I mean, there was a reason Trump wanted to buy Greenland. And again, there's so much more to the whole Greenland acquisition. It was obviously never going to fucking happen. It was just a good meme when it was on the fucking table. But god damn, this whole Canada thing is fucking brain dead. And it is true. Canada doesn't really have an army. They rely on art. By the way, let's just talk about, about, about Queen Simps, right? Australia and Canada, right? Entirely different uh, stereotypes about them. Canadians are polite and calm and friendly. Southern hospitality is but with a Tim Hortons coffee cup. Now, Australia, ah, we just the British rednecks, mate. Uh, no, they are both pathetic, weak, feckless fucking cunts who serve no greater purpose other than to suck the dead queen's dick. I'm sorry. They have that old crow on all of her money. And let's, let's just look at this, right? Look at Australia. They literally sent everybody to Australia to fucking die. It was a penal colony sent, designed to kill people. And what do they do? They put the people that wanted them dead on their money and fucking mourn the death of some old dead cunt. Makes no sense. Now, look at Canada. Canada is not protected by the Queen. It does not receive any any EU protection of any kind. Should be EUN, whatever. They don't receive any sort of EU protection or funding of any kind. In fact, Canada relies on America for military protection. I'm not fucking kidding. They have an air force. Big wow. Their air force uses planes that are about 40 years what they're not even out of date they're just obsolete at this point just 40 year old out of date fucking aircraft that are goddamn irrelevant that is canada's armed services they have a navy too but again it's not destroyers it is like cargo ships that carry shit for america they are our fucking caddy sack they america is the porn star Canada is our fucking buffer, but Canada puts the queen and her pedophilic family on their fucking money. I just find it humorous. The royalty that does nothing for Canada, but Canada is subservient to the crown. Meanwhile, we are the fucking idiots who protect them. I'll agree, we should take over Canada, and that's not even a joke. My genuine answer for the whole Mexican, for the whole how do we solve the Mexico... Uh, American border thing, you buy Mexico. Its GDP is barely over a trillion a year. I'm not shitting you. We go into Mexico's GDP in debt many times over every fucking year. So we could literally just buy fucking Mexico. I'm not shitting you. I'm being serious. Like, Mexico has a pathetically low GDP. Like, a fucking joke low GDP. Fine, let's look in 2022. What's it looking like in 2022? Dude, dude. It's really not that different. It's literally in the same exact fucking ballpark. So I'm just saying, like, look, Brazil and Canada 
have vastly bigger GDPs than Mexico. We could just buy Mexico. It would give us a a huge chunk of land and would put us right on Cuba's back door. The Gulf of Mexico would become, what, the Gulf of America at that point. We would effectively own it and we would be able to put pressure on Cuba's government. Like, there is no downside to buying Mexico. Plus, we get a lot of fucking new jobs and a boon to the economy, including new people to fill those jobs, people who want to fill those jobs anyway. And we could also take on the drug cartel problem, but that would really cut into the way America makes money through illegally smuggling firearms into the arms of cartel members. Look up Operation Fast and Furious under Barack Obama. Please do. It continued under, under Trump and under Biden. It, it just has different names. It's the exact same program. <clears throat> Let's get back to the article at hand, though. I'm I'm a joke. I'm sorry. I'm not joking. Robani said the Canadians are not going to say no. Blah blah blah. They would probably just surrender. If we're being real, if you look at their history. They just surrender. France has the reputation that Canada deserves. Okay. Unless they unify with us, everybody's going to try and take over Canada. Which is funny because it's actually part of the fallout lore is uh, of the resource war goes to Canada. They need a well-armed U.S. to protect them. So we'll become the United States of North America just out of necessity. I mean, there was a reason Trump wanted to buy Greenland. Again, again, more to it than just that. Military shit. Greenland's debt at the time. And Greenland's debt to NATO at the time. There's a lot more to that than just some, oh, he wanted to be Greenland. It was clearly never going to fucking happen anyway. But, alright. <laughs> Mega threats. Follows the same thread of inter of interconnectivity. Well, that's the issue. When you go to build a universe connecting everything, you end up being that fucking lunatic with the cork board with a billion little pictures pinned to it and some red string connecting all the thumbtacks. Even if nothing's connected, you find a way to do it. Well, this person wore blue shoes like this person did too. Ugh. Look at Charlie from uh, It's Always Sunny. Follow the same interconnectivity, finding ways that seemingly that seemingly unrelated future catastrophes. Finding ways that seemingly unrelated future catastrophes. War. Global warming. Job stealing robots. Well, maybe if you would quit demanding wages you don't deserve, your job wouldn't be replaced with a robot burger flipper. I'm sorry that you wasted your money and you went to college and or you completed high school instead of doing anything actually useful with your fucking time and now you flip burgers for a living. I hope you give your parents shit for telling you that if you didn't do your chores and your homework, you'd end up being a garbage man. A profession that commonly results in very high wages, job security, pensions, perks, vacation days, sick days, paid sick days, all sorts of shit. Yeah, garbage men kind of just have that shit fucking made, bruh. And your mom, she fucking lied to you. My mom literally said, I don't care if you become a garbage man. They make good money, my baby. And I'm like, oh, shit, all right. Other kids in my neighborhood. I grew up in a part of, I lived near a neighborhood that was full of Pfizer employees in Ann Arbor. Then when Pfizer left, moved out of Ann Arbor because of tax reasons, uh, all these people went with them. But for the most part, it was full of Pfizer employees who lived in my neighborhood. Ugh, just the worst fucking neighbors. Let's see. Pay off, uh, pay off and even feed into each other. The biggest unifying principle, there's not much we can do to stop it. A mere seven pages of, a, of the book explores how the future might not result in our expectations. In our extinction, sorry. 
Quote, this won't end well, Rabini concludes the first chapter. Uh, we are in way too deep. Well, you're looking way too deep. His outlook became even more dismal since finishing the book. Yeah, I'm sure, because he had to put down the pen, the paper, pay the ghostwriter, and then go fuck some prostitute in a hot tub. Sounds like a rough life. Sympathetic, sympathetic. My heart breaks for this uh, king here. <laughs> uh, last Monday, during an interview for Yahoo Finance, Yahoo is such a zombie of a network. Uh, Yahoo Finances in 2022. All, by the way, if you have a Yahoo email, just get out of it. Seriously, make a backup email. Don't don't put anything into that email anymore. Give it like 10 years or so. Yahoo's not going to exist anymore. And neither will that email service. And that will all be gone. Uh, Yahoo Finances 2022 All-Market Summit. Rabani claimed that the broader implications of war in Ukraine mean that, quote, World War III has already started. You're late to the party. You're late to the party, and World War Three has nothing to do with Ukraine. World War Three is NATO versus Russia. Seriously, NATO's thirst to control every aspect of the globe and fuck it up, meeting Russia being like, nah, we had communism here once. We don't want communism in red, white, and blue. Thanks. I don't blame him. Um, still, he surprised even himself. Quote, I was a bit crazy speaking about World War Three, right? He said with a laugh, I don't say anything about World War III in the book. Probably because it takes a long time to write and things weren't shaping up like that yet. But his thoughts have evolved since watching the escalating tensions across the globe. Whether it's the conflict in Ukraine, quote, the U.S. and China being on a collision course, or all little dictators saying, me too, me too, we've got the bomb too, we need some attention, he said. It's a bit pathetic. Again, you're probably talking about Kim Jong-un, or is it ill? I don't give a fuck. The fat one. Uh, the fat one with the in-sync haircut. Uh, you know, have you ever considered the idea that Kim's not actually insane? He's just the only thing keeping Godzilla at bay, and that's why he keeps firing missiles into the ocean? You never thought about that, did you? You fucking asshole. He's the only thing keeping Godzilla at bay. And we're just over here taking him for granted and calling him insane. Kim's a real fucking mad lad, bro. You You wouldn't believe it. Quote, Zazafalaki, he said. Quote, I remember the 70s, and they, and they were a nightmare. But more realistically, we're heading into a period... Yeah, I know she didn't say anything about the cow farts and she calls it a nuclear winter. We're heading into a, a period that's more like what happened in 1918 and 1945, where we got two world wars... Nationalistic military regimes, the Spanish flu, total financial collapse, and the Holocaust, by the way, which is in China, I would take the 70s over that any day. Well, congratulations. Record high, sky high inflation, uh, Holocaust, financial collapse, sicknesses, and military regimes all happened in the 70s, too. Fuck, I hate these people. What? You're, let me guess. When you were a kid, it was in the 70s, right? That that, that was when you, when you were a little kid. Or maybe just a couple years before you were born. So you're nostalgic for a time period you never existed in. It's common in my generations. And I fucking hate them for it. When Doctor Doom first began getting headlines. 
for his bleak predictions, he was met with duration and skepticism when he told an audience of economics at the International Monetary Fund in 2006 that the housing crash and deep recession were inevitable. They laughed. Gawker named Rabani, quote, the Joe Francis of pessimism porn. Uh, yeah, well, here's the thing. Gawker doesn't exist, and they keep trying to relaunch and come back, and it's not working for them. It hasn't, and they just keep failing. It's like The Intercept. The Intercept di- died, came back, died. Now it's kind of around still. The Inquisitor never came back, though. The Economist, uh, Anervin, uh, Benerji, quipped to the New York Times in 2008, quote, even a stopped clock is right twice a day. And he was right twice. But in the years since, Rabini's been involved, invited to speak before Congress, the Council of Foreign Relations, and the World Economic Forum. Oh, shit. Oh, well, this just got a new thing. World Economic Forum shill warns of nuclear war. Boom. Boom. Headline. Alright, I knew this did do sound like a fucking idiot. And there you are. He's in the pocket of Klaus Schwab. There we go. Noted. Noted. Let's see what this global homo has to say now. His pretending is now called lucid and nuanced by Black Swan. Inve- oh, Black Swan. Let me guess he had a Black Rock cosign too. Investor Nassim Nicholas Taleb. And sobering and necessary. These are all shills, aren't they? Barry Itchingreen, professor of economics at the University of California. Yeah, well, you're in a California Ivy League school. What would you know about actual economics, dog? Berkeley? Ugh. Yo, Berkeley was like the first place to fall in the culture war. Like, fuck you. You work at a, cl- at a clown college, as far as I'm concerned. Robini doesn't take the praise too much to heart. Quote, I've never been always right. He said, Nobody, oh, it, nobody's always right. Well, you haven't listened to my show very often, have you? I'm not a great, uh, I'm not a great seer of knowledge or anything. He paused to consider this. But most of the time, I'm right. And there it is. Born in Istanbul, not Constantinople. Why? Nobody knows but the Turks. Born in Istanbul to uh, Iranian Jewish people, Iranian Jewish parents, and there it is again. Robani had anything but a stable home life. Well, no shit. He's Jewish. His family moved frequently. I'm just a joke. Just that last one was, though. His family moved frequently during his youth. First to... Tehran, Iran, when he was two, then to Tel Aviv. Oh, nice! Look at you, got that birthright before you even had the right to birthright. Israel when he was three, and finally settling in Milan, Italy, when he was six. Far from finding it traumatizing, Rubini enjoyed the transit, uh, transient existence so much that today he calls himself a global nomad. Yeah, but you're just not, are you? You're not anymore, are you? You live in one place in New York now. 
you've lived there for so long that you're a teacher with an established residence. So no, you're not. You're you're literally just a fucking professor. Sorry, you're not a vagabond or anything exciting like that. You used to be, it sounds like, but it was more against your will as a kid as an adult. It doesn't seem like you've really seeped that sought that life out too much. But we'll find out, I guess. <laughs> If I do big, big uh, conventions where you speak to many Jews, if I had to guess. Rubini had anything but a stable home life. Rubini free in Milan, Italy when he was six, far from finding a transitional existence. A global nomad spending more time on planes than in one city. He is unmarried and childless. Yo, Alex, I'll take... Predictable for 500, please. I'm sorry, what is predictable for 500, please? <coughs> oh, okay. Learn to speak Hebrew. Let's, let's... Oh, am I going to be right again? Let's find out. He was, however, the black sheep of his family, which includes two younger brothers and a sister... Having declined to follow in her, in his father's footsteps into the wholesale rug import-export business. Instead, he went on to study economics in Milan. Yeah, well, I'm mean, guess you didn't study good economics like Mises or Rothbard or Friedman or any of that shit. The name Milton doesn't mean anything to you, I suppose. Um, having declined his father, instead he went on to study economics in Myland and later Harvard. He also had no interest in Orthodox Judaism, although he did learn to speak Hebrew to converse with relatives in Israel. This is an addition, uh, addition, zero Italian. Well, it's good to know he speaks no Italian. English, and I know, I know it's a typo, but... New York Post says this man does not know how to speak Italian. It says this, in addition, zero Italian. So New York Post is saying this gentleman here doesn't know how to speak Italian. That's not my claim. That's New York Post. So this this man is completely fucking illiterate in Italian. Not me saying it, New York Post saying it. English and Farsi. The Western Iranian language spoken by his parents at home. Rubini looks back at his childhood as a carefree time, at least compared to today. Yeah, well, join the fucking club. That's pretty fucking normal, and why does your foot look weird here? Quote, when I was growing up, climate change did not exist as a concern yet. Bullshit! You know what's really, really, really fucking funny? There's all these COPE articles I kept finding. Like, scientists never said that. They never said that. They, they, they never said anything about 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 cow farts and spray deodorants leading to a, a, a global cooling. That never happened. That, that, that was a myth. The Republicans are spreading lies saying that that never happened. All these fact checks and shit. All right, fine. Snopes. Tell to the fucking government. Tell to the government. I hate to tell you. Tell to the fucking government. Oh! Literally a .gov get fucked bitch. Or, as my friend would say, bar none, get fucked cunt. In the 1970s, they said there'd be an ice age. <clears throat> so, let me tell you, buddy, you want to talk all this shit? Oh, well, when I was a kid, climate change wasn't even a conversation. You're a fucking liar, and you're just hoping that people are too goddamn stupid to fucking know it. God, I hate people like this asshole. They get one thing right once, and it goes all their fucking head. 
If you want to read this, you know where it will be. Description below. There's a lot to it, and I'm not diving through it right now. So, yeah, don't give me this fucking bullshit. Oh, it wasn't. Now, climate change did not exist as a concern yet. You fucking liar. Nobody talked about natural resources or superstorms. And the last major global pandemic was in 1918. You're so full of shit. You're so full of shit, dude. There have been... HIV was a pandemic, you fucking clown. Are you fucking kidding me? The only... The last pandemic was in 1918, you fucking idiot. HIV. The AIDS crisis. The HIV pandemic. You fucking idiot. God damn, this guy's dumber than a bag of fucking rocks. I guess a broken clock is right twice a fucking day. And by the way, you want to say, oh, well, you're speaking for Congress now. Yeah, politicians have effectively gotten fucking stupider. They made it a word, by the way. Go fuck yourself. Just fucking hell. It's just so stupid. And again, that's not even the worst part of what he said. Natural resources and superstorms have always been an issue. And by the way, nuclear war was an issue when you were a kid, too. You want to know why? Because the Cold War was a fucking thing. As soon as we fired the nukes and we found out the Russians had the nukes in the 70s, we are like, oh, shit. I guess they can do it, too. Mutually assured destruction. Remember John F. Kennedy and the Russians having negotiations for peace at one point in time? Leading to the mutually assured destruction? M-A-D-D? Mad? This guy's a fucking idiot. Hoping people are too fucking stupid to just use common sense and basic history knowledge. This guy's an idiot. <sighs> so that's what's in the concern, you fucking clown. I know that if I worked and studied hard, apparently don't do shit, I could be anything, a lawyer, an engineer, a banker, a factory worker, and I didn't have to worry about being displaced by artificial intelligence. We live in a stable democracy. First off, we don't live in a democracy. We live in a republic with a democratic election with elected assist. We live in a republic with a democratic election system. Sorry, we don't live in a democracy. I hate people are too fucking stupid to get that right. Oh boy, I see extremist political parties down there too. Nothing can be said about the left, right? New York Post. That's why I question if they're even a right bias, because they're not pushing back at all in the article. Then again, I guess this is just a report, not a correction. And I don't have to worry about being displaced by artificial intelligence. We live in a stable democracy, which we don't, without extremist political parties. There was some division between right and left, but nothing like Politic uh, politicization we have today. Nobody was talking about potential civil war in the U.S. or violent succession. You're a fucking idiot. The Black Panthers, Charles Manson, the whole idea of a race war has been around for a long, long time. Charles Manson's whole fucking thing was a race war. Jim Jones's whole or john was it jim jones yeah jim jones's whole thing was race war the black panthers whole thing race war the muslim brotherhood's whole thing race war race war is not a new thing 
everything you've cited is like, oh, this is the worst thing about today. It didn't exist when I was a kid. Well, unless you're fucking Methuselah and you're around before time, yeah, it did. Yeah, it fucking did. But you are too goddamn small-minded to stop and think, well, if I didn't notice it when I was a kid, it must not have happened. So I'm going to say it didn't happen. When literally a simple Google search debunks everything you've fucking said so far aside from that nuclear blast thing. Why? Because we can't disprove that because it's actually something that might happen. You might be right for a third time in a whole cacophony of fucking predictions. You're right three times. Congratulations. You get the bronze fucking prize, Neil deGrasse fuckhead. Christ almighty. And yet there were extremist political parties back then too. There have always been. You fucking idiot. Even when the world began to shift and Robani was among the first to set off the alarm bells that humankind was spiraling towards certain doom, he didn't retreat to some underground bunker bracing himself for the end. Instead, Dr. Doom earned a new nickname, the Economist Playboy. And here we go. Remember I just said about narcissism and being too small-minded to think about things happening before you were born? Here we go. Bringing that small-mindedness all about his lifestyle. And that hubris. Sheer fucking hubris. After he became a minor celebrity in the early... 50s, Robani earned up, uh, ended up in the gossip pages as often as the financial report. He vacationed with George Soros. Oh, endearing himself to me already. And hosted wild parties at his $5.5 million New York loft, decorated with vulva wall art. Weirdo. By artist, yeah, Angelia Segal is known for painting vaginas and make them look like flowers and shit. Uh, she's mocked in that Big Lebowski artist, the lady who's like, people find my word very, they find my work very vaginal. Yeah, that's who they're making fun of in that movie. Literally this chick. That's funny. As he bragged to New York Magazine in 2009, most nights... He was surrounded by women who, quote, loved my beautiful mind. I'm a rock star amongst geeks, wonks, and nerds. See what I mean by fucking hubris? This man is so confident in global warming happening because he's put so much on betting it would happen that he cannot afford to not have it happen. And guess what's going to happen? Not global fucking warming! (laughs) It's not happening. It's just not coming... And humans have only been into industrialized production for, what, barely a hundred fucking years? So to think, in less than a hundred years, we've had these massive fucking impacts. And by the way, I know no one's talking about China, the world's leading pollutant country. Why? Because we're never going to talk about China in this conversation. No one is. No one fucking is. Because it's too awkward to address. The closest Rabini came to actual cat- uh, catastrophe was when the city forced him to remove his private hot tub big enough to hold 10 models in 2003. Oh, what a catastrophe. Homie didn't check city ordinance and bought a big-ass hot tub and had to remove it. Oh, la-dee-boo-hoo-fucking-do. The county was struggling with a recession, 
But as Robani gloated, the recession has been great for me, of course. You're running with the World Economic Forum and George Soros. You guys literally manipulate this shit to happen. It's like Nancy Pelosi. I bought a lot of stocks and microchips. And I'm going to vote on a bill next week that allows us to build microchips. I already knew it was going to happen before it happened. Fuck you. Ditsy broad. Even last year, Rabani still seemed to be having fun telling the New York Times that he has been feeling reasonably optimistic and showing off his trimmed-down physique from new regime from a new regimen of a new regime of diet and exercise. I lost 35 pounds, he announced proudly. Not exactly behavior you'd expect from somebody who's who was at the time writing a book with sentences like calamity seems near certain experts expect many dark days my friends you know it's the exact kind of pretentious shit i would expect believe it or not robani prefers the nickname dr realist over dr doom he's not a fatalist he said just somebody looking to the future with eyes wide open with eyes wide open <laughs> hate that song and considering how it will affect him quote it's not just working class blue collar jobs that are in danger of being replaced by robotic automation he said my job as an economist trying to predict the fed in 10 years ai is going to do it better than me yeah probably they're going to take all the data, every speech of every Fed official, and they're going to give it to give you a prediction of the next Fed decision. And the nuance will be far better than what I'm able to provide. Like, everybody, I'm heading towards irrelevance. Thank fucking God. And here it is, mega threats. But... Can anything be done? I'm not sure people are going to do anything, he said. We don't want to sacrifice today for the sake of our children and future generations. So we discount the future, hoping that technology will resolve this problem by some miracle. So why then do, does he? So why then doesn't he just retreat to Canada now? Quote: There's plenty of farmland across the border of Canada. Yeah, not being bought by Bill Gates. He conceded, quote, but it's not just about growing your own food and having your own cows pasturing, <laughs> pasturing your own water resources. You also need security because everybody is going to want to go there. And I've never used a gun in my life. Thank you for telling me that. You'll be real easy picky when shit hits the fan. And I hope anyone in your area, if shit hits the fan, reads this article so they know exactly who to go after. That's not the shit you say publicly, dog. If anything, you should be sitting here bragging about your fucking use of firearms, even if it doesn't exist. You never want to say, oh, I have all this money and I have all these plans and I'm never fired a gun before. It's like, okay, good to know. It's like, uh, you know, I'm in a couple, like, bug-out groups and, like, survivals groups on, on Facebook and other uh, platforms. 
and you get some real, real retard who's like, Howdy, y'all. My name is Jebediah Clampett from Tennessee in uh, Warshaw County, Tennessee. And here's a picture of everything I got. All my guns, ammunition, water purification tabs, solar-powered lights, and camping gear. I'm a 95-year-old man. It's like, alright, so you just told me you have all this shit. You're too weak to fire a gun to protect yourself, so I am guess I'm going to come after you and take your shit. Thanks for doing all the hard-gathering for me, old-timer. Just the brain-dead shit behind it, you know? <clears throat> Let's see... He said, we don't want to sacrifice today for the sake of our children and future generations, so we discount the future hoping that technology will resolve this problem by some miracle. So why not, then, doesn't he just retreat to Canada now? Quote, there's plenty of farmland uh, on the other side of the border, he's concerned. But it's not just about growing your own food, pasteurizing your cows, pasteurizing your own water resources. You also secure everybody's going to be there. For all of Rubini's talk about the nightmare for humanity and not having much faith that people will ever listen, there's at least some part of him that believes in a happy ending. Quote, I think young people are hearing the message, he said. I'll be dead in 30 years. But they're the ones who really have the most to lose. Hopefully there will be a movement, an uprising against what's coming it doesn't matter whether it's republican or democrats these threats are much more severe than our petty partisan debates this is about whether the human species is going to survive and thrive or we're gonna sink and if we sink he said we sink together and we drown together we're all in the same boat we can watch the boat fill with water, or we can work together to do something about it. Now, I'll, I'll agree with that last statement. And let's see. When you say, you know, you'll hope uh, this younger generation has a movement that will rise up against war and whatnot that's coming. I'm going to guess you're also going to say no, nothing that has ever been done, done before, right? The hippies have never existed at any point in history ever. I'll be sure to tell my hippie mom that. And remember, this motherfucker speaks zero Italian, according to this outlet. Article by Eric Spitznagel. Go fix your typos, homie. Now, we have a video here to watch. As you can see right here, from the Telegraph, New York nuclear PSA tells citizens what to do in case of an attack. Ooh, this might be kind of loud. Brace your ears. Oh, let's see. Look at this shitty CGI. This is some PS2 shit. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit. So a nuke has hit America. Don't ask any questions. Translation, uh, yeah, America probably poked and prodded and egged this shit that on till it happened. And we don't want you asking why. Okay, so what do we... Okay, so we're good. We do. There are three important steps that I want you to remember. If you're in New York, you're dead. If you're in, like, Manhattan, New York, New York, and the blast happens, you're dead. 
those buildings are going to collapse, except for that one building in New York that was designed to withstand a nuclear blast. But mind you, that building was designed to withstand a nuclear blast for its time, not ours. Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows. Again, if a nuke comes, that's not going to protect you. The building's going to collapse, and you and all your neighbors are going to die on top of it. So what does it matter if you're in the car or in the building? I think this is literally just to guarantee that you die effectively. There was a... I can't remember the name of it or what it was specifically, but there was a government protocol for if America was ever invaded and lost a, a war we were being invaded, and it was the victory position, which referred to laying on the ground and killing yourself. I feel like this is in the same vein. You know, the whole get inside the building. The old shitty brick fucking mortar building that has been built since 1930 and was not built to a standard nuclear blast, but get inside. Man, look at this apartment. Who the fuck can afford to live? Well, that professor we just read about, Dr. Doom, could probably live here. Step two stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Okay, the big one has hit. Are are you warning us to do? So so this, so this is is what to do if the blast has already hit. First off, your apartment is not going to look this good. If if a blast has happened, your New York apartment, if it survives enough for you to be in it, it's not going to look this neat and tidy. Like, did the blast happen? You spent all this time cleaning up. What? Have a basement. Head there. If you don't so everything can fall on top of you. Don't have one. Get as far into the middle of the building as possible. So everything can fall directly on top of you. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Step three. Ah, <laughs> uh, to what? All cell towers and. You know, output channels have been destroyed. New York gets hit. That's bulk of America's... Fox News is gone at that point. Tucker is dead at that point. Um, and what do you mean shower? The water is going to be irradiated. So sh take off your nuclear-covered clothing and then shower in irradiated water to make sure you get all the nuclear waste off of you. Stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Well, follow me like this and you get you killed. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. And don't go outside until officials say it's safe. Our what is this actually not as deep as I'm looking at it? And this is all just like a pre, like a pre, pre-seed idea to get you to stay inside. Right? You've got this. Well, that's it. And this was from Jul uh, July 12th, 2020. And this article is a day old. It was a day old. So, New York has at least considered the idea of them being nuked for a while. They're not teaching you how to survive a nuke. In fact, this video is specifically catered towards people who are in Maine, like, like New York proper. And the blast has happened, and somehow they've survived enough to try and survive. Right. Uh, fun fact: all those buildings are collapsing. There is one building in New York. Uh, 
designed to withstand a nuclear blast, and it's not going to. It's it. Yeah, it's, it's this building. It's, it's this building right here. No windows, nothing. Uh, three thirty three Thomas Street, formerly known the AT and T Long Lines Building. This is you might know this more as that AT and T building in New York that had that uh suicide bomb go outside of it. That van that pulled up and had the dude in it with all the bombs. Yeah, and then that was sort of its own little suspicious thing where people didn't really find bombs. And, you know what I'm talking about, the AT&T thing that almost got blown up a few years back. That was this building. Literally the dumbest building you could choose to try and blow up because it's not going to respond to dynamite or C4 or anything like that. That'll just shake off this building. Uh, but a nuclear blast will fuck this building sideways. Um, Does it... Right here, right? Many of the buildings in... Win uh, many of... Of the buildings are windowless and constructed when uh to withstand earthquakes and a nuclear blast here's what you know about 51 perch tree center avenue atlanta oh that's atlanta that's a different building designed the same way uh let's see if i can find some good pictures of it we have plenty uh there you go. That's it. Standing all the way up. It is not a pretty building. These are all vents, by the way. These aren't windows. If you were thinking that these were these were windows, they're not. They're like steel grate vents. They just pump out steam. Uh, Can you go inside of it? As far as I knew, it is like strictly no cameras. No one is allowed inside. Let's see. It has an NS. It's owned by the. It was owned by the NSA for a long time too. Oh, so this like the inside of it. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. All right, take it back. There are some pictures of what it looks like on the inside. It's pretty neat. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's a little depressing not having any uh, windows, but. You know, this is like one of the only, there's only a handful of buildings designed like this. And they're oddly enough all bought by AT&T. You see the old logo there. Anyway, AT&T, there's actually, uh, it's a different thing. But in my old hometown of Ipsy, there's a now abandoned AT&T building. AT&T still owns it, but it used to be an old World War II military, like, Central Intelligence Office back in the day. It's on the corner of Grove and E-Course in Ipsy. I could probably find it real quick, actually. I just tried to find it. I, I couldn't find it. Next time I'm back home visiting folks, I'll, I'll, I'll snap a picture of it and I'll show you guys. But it was an old World War II uh, government building. I don't know why AT&T AT &T likes to buy military buildings. That's a little weird. Uh, but that's kind of it. I'm going to wrap the episode up here. Oh, by the way, before I go, did you know that Hamilton was funded and operated by the CIA. No, for real. The CIA and the FBI funded the production of Hamilton the musical pretty much entirely. Like, Hamilton would not have existed if the federal government did not fund it, and the script was in pretty much mutilated by the federal government. Like, the version of Hamilton you see on Broadway and it's famous for, that's a very edited version of it. I'm not going to show you any proof of this, because fuck you, the sources are me. Google it. FBI, CIA paid for a Hamilton musical. Just Google it. Have fun reading. That just came to light. 
Holy shit, the Drink Champs podcast is the greatest thing to enter my life right now. I'll catch you guys later. Peace. is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem.